in the last You, Me, We Infusion, part of the Nobody Wants to Work series, I shared vital concepts as to whether you, as an aspiring conscious leader, may be getting in your own way. The concept can profoundly affect if you will create an inclusive culture. One of the biggest barriers to being a conscious leader is the skill to listen. Listen with all your senses and to hear the message beyond the words. There are many obstacles to being an effective listener, such as external noise, mind chatter, oh, don't like that one, being self-consumed, not knowing what to listen for. I spent years training people on the skill, particularly leaders, sales teams, and project managers. Something else that can get in the way is our perceptions, our beliefs, and our biases of that person. In this episode, we'll explore the reality of biases and what you can do to limit their influence on your relationships and leadership. To be a conscious leader that is responsible, aware, and creates a culture of we, we need to bring our unconscious bias to our consciousness. Here we have the power to reduce their influence on how we lead and interact. To assess our unconsciousness, I'd like you to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Take a couple deep breaths. I'm going to ask you a question with various contexts. Permit yourself to honor your first thought and feeling. No judgment here. All right, you ready? Who do you think would bring the most innovative solutions forward? The person with purple hair or the person with gray hair? A religious person or someone who's atheist? a private university graduate, or a college graduate, or an entrepreneur with high school education? Again, the question is, who do you think would be more innovative? Someone who likes to enjoy a cocktail, or someone who abstains? Someone who enjoys sitting in the sun, or someone who prefers the shade? Lastly, a Gen Z who's well-educated, or someone with years of experience. In any of these scenarios, did your mind favor one person over the other? The person you favored, are they more like you? Unconscious bias is a quick and often inaccurate judgment based on limited facts and our own life experiences. These judgments can give individuals and groups both unearned advantage and unearned disadvantage in life and in the workplace. So why does unconscious bias exist? It's natural to gravitate to people like you. No shame, no blame. We all have biases. We are born with them. As I trained organizations for over 20 years in leadership, sales, and conscious conversations, the root of every connection was the ability to build rapport. At the core of rapport building is having the flexibility to reduce our differences at a subconscious 
level. Subconscious to the person you're trying to connect with, right? You got that? <laughs> you're consciously flexing your skills. Why? Because we connect with people like us. It's natural. Take your friends, for example. Do you have similar interests? Do you laugh at the same dad jokes? <laughs> Do you have a similar demeanor? Or are you the same culture, race, religion, gender, or sexual orientation? This is called affinity bias, which is the tendency to favor people like you in some way. Our biases are influenced by so many sources, such as life experiences, things other people tell us, media portrayals, social media, TV and movies, institutional influences. Our unconscious is bombarded with overwhelming messages and our biases are always being confirmed or disproved. But be kind to yourself. Again, biases are natural. According to neuro-linguistic programming, our unconscious mind processes 11 million bits of information every second. But our conscious mind can only handle 134 bits of information a second. So to manage all that information, our unconscious mind receives, we either delete, distort, or generalize. This means our conscious mind shifts through reams of unconscious information, including beliefs and biases, and makes conclusions. Let's dive deeper into how biases show up at work and our biases to an inclusive culture. I produced and hosted five diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging panels with advocates and community and business leaders in five cohorts. The Black and Asian community, the Indigenous peoples, peoples with disabilities, and intersectional feminists. Here is a glimpse from seven hours of fantastic content into what biases look like and how they can sabotage an inclusive culture. The world as we know it is not the one that we should be promoting going forward. It's built wrong. It's built inequitably. That's the conversation they have to have. They need to recognize that change needs to start. If they're not having that conversation and they're looking around and just seeing 15 more white faces at the boardroom table, something's wrong. Literally, you're sometimes in these contexts where your expertise is not heard or is not considered. And you're not, you have to fight even harder to just be viewed as equal and feeling like you still have to consistently prove yourself even if your your successes and accomplishments speak to that. And so that bias is, is consistent, but it takes a toll on you because then you're exhausted, you're tired. And what does that do to your family dynamic and then in turn the community? Having these conversations as an Asian person when we're sitting at a leadership table, if we have that opportunity to sit there, oftentimes we are to speak on our Asian point of view, on your Filipino point of view versus contributing just to the greater conversation. I remember specifically being in a meeting where we were looking to hire somebody and uh, someone uh, made a comment, of course, the majority of the hiring committee was men, and someone made a comment, you know, she's newly married and young. Do you think that she's uh, interested in having kids? That might not be a great fit for us. 
um, which saying it out loud is just uh, completely atrocious and horrible. Western worldview versus Indigenous worldview are completely different. And for so long, we've been forced to assimilate into Eurocentric worldview. And it doesn't put the community first, doesn't you know, recognize fundamental um, values and the foundation which our children need to, to be growing up with family and community and culture. And so I find that the biggest barrier, um, just not being able to really have the same conversations because we come from such different worldviews. Jobs that businesses that can't be done at home, COVID-19 proved them wrong. And so there's a lot of people with disabilities who may not have worked before, who have degrees, who have, uh, not experience, but they've got the, the, the smarts to be able to uh, work from home, have, have, have done so in a much, much greater number. I think what the pandemic has done is it's actually highlighted and negated this post-feminist belief. Right, this idea that we don't need feminism anymore because we're equal. Um, when when we've seen the reality that no, we are not, uh, and that the burden of this has fallen largely on women. I mean, they coined it the quote unquote she session uh, for a reason. And so I think what it's done is it's actually fired a lot of women up, um, and uh, and really highlighted the you know ever existing importance of intersectional feminism. People can be biased about anything beyond the more prevalent gender, race, culture, age, color, size, religion, ability, but also being an introvert or extrovert, hair color, height, smoking. Do I need to go on? I don't think so. I remember when I started my training career so many years ago, during my interview with the president, he, he said he wanted to work with someone he could go for a beer with. Back in the day, a common desire. He was pretty much saying, I need to like you or I'm not hiring you. <laughs> An innocent comment. But say I didn't drink by choice, need or religious reasons. Not to mention if I didn't drink beer, I would have been shut out of luck. Let's just say I secured the job. This is a preference, and it is a bias, perhaps unconscious, but a bias nonetheless. Bringing your unconscious bias to your consciousness is critical to creating an inclusive culture. Anytime you hear or say, you are, pay attention to what comes after that. It is often a bias gone through the filters in our mind that delete, distort, or generalize. To become aware of our biases, you need to have an honest conversation with yourself. Download the seven question on Bias Buster to minimize your bias impact. If you have a bias towards a particular group of people, seek opportunities to work alongside them. Biases often exist because of lack of understanding. Creating a connection can diminish any predisposition and develop a new appreciation. Traveling to a diverse culture is a beautiful way to gain an appreciation for differences and celebrate samenesses. Don't want to lose your luggage, be stranded, or hang out at the airport for hours? Good news, you don't need to get on a plane. Consciously spending time with people unlike you have a conversation with a homeless person. Visit an indigenous community. 
make a Jewish friend, volunteer at a Black Lives Matter event, or ask a woman how they would address a problem. You'll be amazed by their insight. As a conscious leader, the most effective action you can take to reduce workplace biases and create an inclusive culture is to connect your team around a task regularly. This will significantly alter your preferences by gaining understanding, respect, and appreciation for talents, perspectives, and approaches. Or take them off-site to contribute to a social initiative in the community. Activate the dopamine. The feel-good drug will open people up in profound ways. I know you're thinking, Suzanne, what can I do now to make my contribution count? Well, seek an opportunity to expand your network with diverse people. Who knows, you may make a new friend. As conscious leader, start celebrating diversity with lunches from different cultures, education sessions and other beliefs, and most importantly, connect your team over a task, internally or contribute to something bigger than themselves. Thank you for joining me, Suzanne S. Stevens, founder of You, Me, We Social Impact Group. We grow conscious leaders, their influence and social impact sustainably. As part of our commitment to this mission, I invite you to complete a potential assessment, a transformational tool highlighting your strengths and growth opportunities. The best part, it reveals your most significant barrier to reaching your full potential. It's a $297 value with You, Me, We compliments. Visit youmewe.ca slash potential assessment to gain access to this accurate transformational tool. Thanks for joining me. Like, share, and comment on how you make your contribution.